Welcome to the Conversations with Christians Engage podcast, where we go in-depth with practical ways for you to pray, vote, and engage. Today we are joined by Alona Bistrian. Alona is a former schoolmate of Paxton Smith, the Lake Highlands High School valedictorian who made national news during her graduation speech for criticizing Texas's heartbeat bill. Alona wrote a response to Paxton, which was subsequently picked up by many news outlets across the country. Alona will be discussing that response, as well as what it's like to be a conservative pro-life teenager. Hey everybody, it's Bunny Pounds here with another edition of Christians Engaged. I have live in person today at our office, Alona Bistrian. Hello, Alona. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Okay, so Alona and her family have been family friends of ours forever. Uh, Samuel Bistri and her dad, some of y'all have seen Samuel on our videos and on the book club, but Sam is on our advisory board for Christians Engaged. Now, Alona's kind of made some national news lately, and we wanted to highlight her and give you guys some hope about what young people can articulate and what's happening in our culture with young people. So um, let's see. We're going to talk about what happened at your high school, at Lake Highlands High School, okay? Some of y'all know um, the valedictorian at Lake Highlands High School in at the graduation service went off script, gave an impromptu speech um, that the course principal and school district did not sign off on. Um, anyway, pretty much highlighting the the governor's a signature on the heartbeat bill and what the state Texas state legislature just did as far as making it illegal to have an abortion after a heartbeat is detected in that baby. Okay. For us in the pro-life movement, this was a huge victory, a huge victory that should have happened a long time ago. I think we're the 21st state to make a heartbeat bill, I think is the number, but Regardless, Texas was far behind, and we're very, very happy that the state legislature got this done. Well, Peyton decided to, you know, just kind of go off script and talk about her passion as a woman. And she said some things. She said, I have hopes and dreams and ambition. Every girl graduating today does, and we have spent our entire lives working toward our future, and without our input and without our consent, our control over our future has been stripped away from us. Okay. And it goes on and on and on. Um, She talks about, you know, just how her life is going to be so inconvenienced um, if she has to think about having a baby past six weeks. Um, So anyway, Alona... Now, you were not at the graduation service because you were stinking 16 and already graduated. I mean, like, who does that? Yes, I had just come home from work, and uh, my dad sent me an article from, well, just an article. I forgot exactly where, and it was Thursday, and I I, I looked at the article because he said I like to look what he gives me, and I was shocked. It was an article from, like, it was an article about Lake Highlands. About and that valedictorian had given a speech regarding the Texas heartbeat bill, and to my like shock, it was not in support of the Texas heartbeat bill. It was against it, and right. to my like even more dismay, 
that my peers sitting in that graduation room were clapping and cheering along with her. And I was like, I cannot believe this. And this was right after I just finished a book, uh, a fiction book on abortion. And I'd done a lot of research and I learned. She wasn't, she wasn't reading a fiction book on abortion. She was writing a fiction book on abortion. Okay. Let me, let's be clear. And I had learned so much about, you know, the baby development in utero and about the baby and mother relationship while the baby's in the womb and, and the, and just psychological and emotional stress that can happen after an abortion and just Mm. all of this information. And when I hear a student from my school for that I had gone to and I'm because I've been living like cons for nine years, I grew up around these people speaking in favor of abortion. Um it broke my heart. I was like, I really wish that people can understand that what they're supporting is not empowering. It's not this beautiful right to choose. It's take. It's not only taking away a life, but it's um, harming you as a woman, and it's degrading to women. And yeah, no, we have no idea the psychological effects that happen to women that have had um, abortions, and then also men. Something that people don't think about is the men that actually help pay for these abortions or condone them, right? And the psychological effects that it has on on them as well. So you decided to write a social media blog, I guess. You put it on your dad's social media, and it went a little crazy, right? What did you say? And I'll read a little bit of, of that, but give us the highlights. So basically, I was just talking, I was just refuting her three main points that she talked about. So first, she said how um, she said that there was a war on our bodies, and there is a war on women's bodies. And to that, I agreed. I said, yes, there is a war on our bodies, there is a war on women. And um, that war is abortion itself. Mm. And I and I said how there's nothing more empowering than to be able to raise and influence the next generation of history makers. And that ability is being warred on. Because like um, that famous quote, whoever rocks the cradle or whoever's hand rocks something about like that hand that rocks the cradle rules rules the world, world. world right yes and so to be able to like teach women that like um to tell women that like what they're doing has no influence and to say oh you could just kill your child it's it is a war and she also spoke about she spoke about um um how if she if her contraceptives failed or if she were raped, then everything that she had worked hard for would not matter in life. It would have all been for nothing. And I spoke about how denigrating this is in a female capacity. Right. To assume that a woman cannot be able to um, raise a child while simultaneously achieving her dreams. I said that this is your, um, this is offensive to the nature of a woman because a na- like um, a woman was literally created to be able to like care for a child, but also to be able to work. It's in it's Proverbs 31, you know, mentions it. Oh yeah. About this like hardworking and productive woman while still raising her family. That is a powerful woman. And then to say that a woman cannot do that, that's a slap in the face. And and I know this personally because it is it's also in my family as well. My own mother, she was a college student 
And I was an unplanned pregnancy, and she could have easily chosen to abort me. It would have been a very easy decision. She was in another country. She was without her parents. And she didn't. Instead, she took responsibility. My father took responsibility. They got married. They raised me. And I was even able to go to my mother's graduation. You know? It's yep. like It just shows, like, it shows that you are able to work while raising a child. It's completely possible. And to suggest the otherwise it's, it's, a, it's offensive. Yes. So you just took her on on this point and, and she said, you know, my future will no longer matter. Uh, that was her exact statement. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and you just took it on. You said so articulate to say that one must have an abortion to be able to accomplish their dreams is not only a slap in the face to the millions of women who have worked hard to overcome their obstacles as a mother, but is degrading to women as a whole. That that's a powerful statement to make. And that's a powerful pushback on the pro-abortion movement that wants to control the narrative. And why I think this story kind of captured um, people's attention in you know, Daily Wire picked it up. Um, a lot of other bloggers out there picked it up. It, it was important because it, you're now just turned 17, right? You just had a birthday. Yes. Uh, you, you have a story to tell, you have a, an understanding of an issue that very few people have, and it gives us hope. It gives us hope for the next generation that there are young people like you, my friend, that, um, understand that we have to understand the Bible and we have to understand the issues of our day and we have to articulate it to our generation. Right. Um, and I love your, you just brought up your family. I love your family story. Your mom is from Colombia. Your dad's from Romania. He's one of 12. Yes. Uh, we've known this family forever and ever and ever. Um, but how did the combination of their life, you know, being from two different countries, being Americans, right, shape who you are today? Uh, how did that kind of shape who you are? Well, definitely. Um, I think one of the like the biggest important thing is that they both come from they both come from faith-based families, and incorporating that into my life and using that as a foundation, I am so thankful for. Mm -hmm. Because if like I didn't grow up in a Christian home and like not and and I didn't believe in God and I didn't believe in Jesus and I didn't have that as like my you know center and my basis of where I get all like my moral where I have like have my moral compass from then I would not be the person that I am right today. that's definitely I would be like you know any other girl that or any other teenager that's just their opinion swifts with uh, shifts with you know the current and just believing in whatever someone else would say so I'm very thankful for that another huge thing is that um because my parents come from different countries, I'm not as sheltered as like, you know, people would assume to for me to believe being a pro-lifer, you know. Uh, one thing I've gotten a lot is that, oh, you're sheltered. You don't understand what people have gone through. You don't understand um, like a different socioeconomic circumstances and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, my mother is Hispanic, you mm -hmm. know, and unfortunately, being Hispanic makes you part of like the minority community and the minority community is targeted by the abortion industry. It's sad, yeah. but it's, it's truth. 
And then my father is a Romanian refugee. He grew up dirt poor and he had to, he had to like work really hard and just pave his way to be where we are living now in like nice, comfortable circumstances. And I'm very thankful for that, but it's that like work ethic and that drive and that, and um, also just family roots. He's like you had said, one of 12. So family is a very important thing. Family and fertility is very important Mm. in our family. And that doesn't mean like that we are no like stranger to like, that, that doesn't mean that we're not exposed to like death and stuff. There's definitely been that, like, I know in my family, there's been a lot of, on my dad's side, like miscarriage and stuff. So like saying again, like, oh, you just, you just care about like the baby, but you don't understand like other stuff that's going on. Like, no, I've been exposed to all of this stuff. And of course, there's so much that I have to learn still. There's so much that I don't know. But I'm very thankful for my circumstances because I've been able to travel around yes, the world yes. and understand people's different ways of living. I've been on boot drops and I've seen these kids living in poverty. And and seeing this, I'm able to also understand how much value every single human has, no matter no matter where they are, what skin color they are, how much money they have, how much if they're like orphan or not. Like I'm able to see this and still say they're they have dignity and they have worth. And by virtue of being human, like I wrote in my um, in my writing, by virtue of being human, we are all entitled to dignity, respect, and life. Yes. And so, Well, and you can pull up Alona's Facebook post. We actually published it on our blog. Um, it is called A Defense of, of Life from One Young Woman to Another is what we called it. So... Alona, I mean, this has been a crazy week. You've had Daily Wire, you have a live action, uh, a whole bunch of people. You just did a a, a national interview today, even. Um, So God's using this in the lives of people. He's touching people. How do you think that's happening? Uh, You know, what do you think God's saying to them through this? I mean, there's a lot of different people out there. Well, I'm very thankful for one because... I know it's not by my own strength, by my own power. I do, I say, I'm very thankful and grateful to God. I thank God to be able to have given me this ability to write. I mean, I've, as a child, I've always loved to write. And I know that comes from God. Like, you yes. know, that's not just something that I'm like, oh, it's, this is all me. You know, I did it by myself. No. And, and I honestly think it's simply by the grace of God. Like, I just wrote an article. I mean, I just wrote like, a response, a response. <laughs> that my dad told me to write and I just kind of stepped out of faith and I was like okay I'll do it like it happened like in 20 minutes you know I was like I'm just gonna write it down and then my dad's like I like this and he's like and he's like can I post it to Facebook and I'm like sure and then then like the feedback that we got from it my dad was like then hey try sending it to live action and see you know what they'll what they'll do with it and they like they published like an article and this was like the day before my birthday it was such a gift like it was like it was like a gift from god you know yeah it was like it was such a treat it was the day before my birthday and i was like wow so i definitely this is it's all glory to god yes all glory to god but the the beauty of this guys is we have a voice right and we we don't think about how important our voice is especially younger people have voices and you know i say conservative kids don't happen by accident uh, kids that know the Bible don't happen by accident. I, I know her beautiful mother 
and her awesome father. And these kids do not just happen by accident, guys. It takes discipline. It takes, uh, you know, training. It takes training in the word, training in the presence of God, learning how to worship, learning how to pray, learning how to talk through and critical thinking skills. How do we overcome some of the things that are happening in our culture? But you've been doing it now. You've been real. Um, I, I thought it was funny that you posted on your dad's Facebook page. because You're not really big on Facebook because <laughs> your age, folks, guys are on TikTok. Yeah. So you're on TikTok. Um, you've got like 20,000 followers on TikTok and you do these quick little videos. I still don't understand TikTok completely. But Daily Wire took one that she did about her mom and her dad and socialism and reposted that or what is it called on TikTok? not repost it's when when they share it i guess yeah they shared it they shared it so daily wire shared it and you know it was a really good reminder to people that some of the best americans are not ones that were born here the best americans some of them are ones that immigrated here and that have a tre they treasure liberty they treasure freedom they're like ah oh, america what an amazing place right and so you've been doing all that, like fun stuff like that. What makes you want to go on social media and talk to your peers? Well, definitely, I guess my parents, definitely my parents like inspired me because like my father is, you know, like I said, a refugee from Romania and my mother is from Colombia. And at the time she was growing up in Colombia, Colombia was very dangerous. Mm -hmm. I mean, not so little dangerous again, just because right. of all you know, the COVID the, stuff. Yeah, the government people were just frustrated. But it's knowing like where they came from and then seeing the country that I live in and knowing that like I don't want to see like America. Like I love America. I love this country. <laughs> like it's there's no greater country in the world and that's the truth. Yes. And um and knowing you know what they came from, I don't want to see the same thing happen in America mm -hmm. and it's really it breaks my heart to see that like just the calm like the calmness and socialist spirit is growing with this within this country yep. especially within my generation right now my generation is on TikTok and so if I'm able to like you know just like use my voice no mm -hmm. matter like how loud it is or not then I want to do that because like you said like God has given us all a voice and yes. all a responsibility and doesn't matter if it reaches two people or two million. You still want to give it a shot. So. Amen. Amen. Well, there's this fine balance between using social media for the glory of God, right? And let it over to taking your life. We talk about letting it overtake our life a lot. Oh, yeah. um, but there is a place for it because, guys, these young people are on these social media platforms, on Instagram, on TikTok, on Facebook, on Facebook as much. But <laughs> but anyway, they're on there. So encourage in our last moments here, Alona, encourage all the older people there, the more mature people, um, that there's hope. Oh, yeah. There, for the next generation. There definitely is. I actually just came back from a young women's conservative conference mm. with Turning Point. Which, by the way, Turning Point is so cool. It's from, it's um, the founder, Charlie Kirk. He's yep. young. He's like, he just turned like 28 or whatever. But he has this like whole coalition of like colleges and high school and he, high schools. And he goes around speaking at them and he's just like raising up all his like generations. Like, you know, it's like, use your voice and to like speak out against just, 
like this like the woke culture and stuff and to speak for their values and for fight for liberty and justice and all that so anyways I just came back from this conference and all young women and and all we all like think the same and like and we're just and the speakers there are empowering them to like bring um to focus on the family again and like raise like marry good men and like have like a lot of children and raise like these concert like um raise these children with these conservative values because I honestly I and so and so basically yes there is hope because there are more of there are more of them out there than just Alona you're not all by yourself Exactly. Yes. There's an army of conservative young people out there that know the word of God, that love Jesus and love America. And that's extremely important as we get through to the next place that we need to go. And if you don't believe me, just go on social media. Like you'll find, like you'll find people like me young with like thousands and thousands of like followers, which the followers doesn't matter, but it shows like the support that they have. Right. So they're there. Woohoo. Awesome. Okay. Final thing. Um, we always ask like a personal question. So favorite place to hang out? Uh, hands down. Well, like, what's well, like friends or alone? Whatever. Friends and alone. Um, alone. I really, I really like to just like sit in my room and read by my window. Mm. It's so nice. Like I, I have my rabbits like right out and I'll just look at them. So nice. But um, with friends, I really love to go to White Rock Coffee. To where? White Rock Coffee. Oh, White Rock Coffee. Yes, yes. And we got some White Rhino coffees around town springing up too. Have you ever heard of White Rhino? No. Oh, yeah. It's very cool. Um, And then my place is the Dallas Arboretum. I love to just walk and look at the fountains and stuff. Love Dallas Arboretum. Love Dallas Arboretum. So, anyway, well, thank you for joining us, dear friend. Thank you so much for having me. Everybody, check out our blog with Alona's full statement. I mean, it's just powerful stuff. Um, Make sure that you're encouraging the young people in your life to defend liberty, defend life. We have to train them on the word of God, guys. If they don't know the truth, there's nothing to set them free. So we have to know the truth to set us free. So anyway, love your family. So thankful for your dad serving on our board of directors and so proud of her. Woo! 17 years old, going to go to Texas A&M, Lord willing, okay. and uh, we're going we're gonna to take back Texas and America, Amen. right, with awesome, amazing values. So thank you, guys, and we'll see you soon. Thank you for joining us today. This podcast is a production of Christians Engaged. We are a nonpartisan nonprofit that exists to awaken, motivate, and educate ordinary believers in Jesus Christ to pray for our nation regularly, vote in every election, and engage our hearts in some form of political activism. To learn more about us, please visit our website at christiansengaged.org. That's christiansengaged.org.